0: Testing? Yep. Testing. We're working. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. Kids mm. just got home. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're, rec- we're recording right now. Yep. Daddy, hey, guys. Daddy. We're recording right now, so can you, uh... Okay. I can pause it. Someone just called for mom. Let's see if I'm quiet enough. If they'll find us. Can I get water? Of course you can. But I need help. I don't know what that was. I'll go get it in a minute. I think you might hear my dog barking. It just changes everything. Oh, and we didn't yeah. put it on silent. Sorry about it's okay. That <laughs> you could do it as blueberries. For real? I need you to close the door. And <laughs> yeah, yep, that's, that's our life. Oh, I'm tired. We also have the dogs in here. Uh-huh. Hi. I will, but can I can I record the podcast are you, Joey? first? Oh hi Danny, you need to get down. It's okay. It's okay. I have my sister-in-law's dog here. And she's a little bit nervous with the little ones. Okay. Wait, you guys left the door open! Help me to get it. Yeah. Okay. Hold it's on. still recording by the way. Oh nice. <laughs> That's okay. Real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what this podcast is about. Yep. Okay. Okay. I am Lauren Kelly.
1: I am Gillian Nicole.
0: And this is for Grits, Grits and, and Giggles. Giggles. Hooray, we did it. Yay. <laughs> so it's our second episode of uh-huh. the fall. Yeah. And what was our theme again? Living, <sighs> living authentically. authentically. Which is annoying buzzwordy. Kind right right of theme but that mm-hmm. seems to encapsulate what we want to talk about it's it's okay to live how you live and yep and cope how you cope and everybody's mm-hmm. different we don't have to compare all the time yep did you know that Theodore Roosevelt once said that comparison is the thief of joy, joy. yeah I did. and i just it's great i love that and yeah. it's so appropriate especially for moms oh, cuz yeah. it's so easy to compare
1: Women in general, yeah. I think, tend to do that. Oh,
0: what, what is that? Yeah, why do we do that? Oh, the door, don't, wait, what? Who I is it? something to eat. Of course, you don't need to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, see, look at. Mm-hmm. She knows she wants something to eat. She's yep, gonna go ahead. get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we go into what we're talking about this week, um, and the door is opening again.
1: Mm-hmm. Hello.
0: What do you need? Elizabeth, do you think? Yes, but do you think now is the exact right time to come in here while we're recording our episode? What? We are recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on. Okay, can you please go out?
1: (laughs) We're hoping to make this a short one.
0: Yes. So hurry up. Yep. Close the door. Piano. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Elizabeth, close the door. Oh my gosh.
1: like she's 11 or something.
0: It's like she's 11. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so um, before we go into what we're talking about this week, what are you reading to? Reading to? I'm reading to. Are you reading to your children?
1: (laughs) Um, What are you listening
0: to, watching, reading?
1: I am reading another book with a funny name. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Pie Society?
0: Potato Peel Pie Society. But, it's,
1: I, I forgot a piece. There. Wasn't
0: there a Netflix movie?
1: I think they are coming out with either a movie or I a thought miniseries. I did one. Okay.
0: I thought... Or maybe not Netflix. I just know, that sounds familiar to me. I
1: think that's why I picked it back up to read. I've had it sitting on my shelf forever. Do you like it? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. 1940s, gotta love the 40s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not very far into it, but it's letters back and forth, which I love because... What an interesting... I love reading books that way. Yeah. My very favorite book that I've talked about before, I think, by Sandra Dallas was written that way, Uh and I like it because... it's very short and manageable. Yeah. Of a whole chapter. So you actually
0: feel accomplishments as yes. you're reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a book when I was a kid, and it was about a mailman, and he would bring letters to people, and each each. Oh, uh, Mr. Page
1: Postman, and there were things
0: that came out. Yes. Of, yes. Do you
1: remember this book? Yes, and the second one was Mr. Postman Rides Again.
0: Yes, and there was something about Christmas, too, I feel like. Uh-huh. Oh,
1: yeah, and, and that, that Humpty Dumpty puzzle. Yes. <gasps> yep. Uh
0: huh. I can't believe you know. I probably still have it. Oh my gosh, that was like one of my favorite books. I, I only I just that. thought it, about it right now. How funny. Oh man, I should have mentioned it in that live video. Yeah. Before. Oh well, I, I'm glad to have it now. Yes. <laughs> so I you're enjoying though that. that book.
1: I am. I really like it.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're I right. um, I'm just starting to read. Well, I'm kind of like starting to read three books at one mm-hmm. time. You know. One is, like, a self-help book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's about trauma and how mm. it affects your physical body. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one called Boundaries, and I have Boundaries in Marriage, Boundaries in Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. We kind of mm-hmm. talked about it before. Yep. I started reading it last year, but I don't think I was really ready to to read it, and so I started it again, Boundaries oh, in Marriage, and it's really, really good. Yeah. And then... Um, I'm kind of interested in starting another novel, so I I picked up Into Thin Air. It's like a memoir uh, from this guy who climbed Mount Everest, and it's well-reviewed, but I I haven't really started it yet. It's just on my nightstand, so we'll see. I've been doing a lot of of watching TV because at night my brain has been a little tired, but yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of three books, so I'm not really like have one that I can say, yeah, I do just that a, a lot. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not a good way to read, but...
1: <laughs> but sometimes you just kind of have to do that to figure out what you really want to read.
0: Yeah, and it goes like, okay, well, one of these is helping me, one of these is entertaining me. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Is that the door again?
1: No. Okay.
0: Oh. Maybe? I think it's the wind. Yes?
1: No, they're going to spy on us through the window.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Um. So, yeah, but that's kind of where yeah there's the door. So Who is it? Is. it? <laughs> Was that Jonah? Sounds like it. Okay I need you to not. Oh it's Zoe. It's Zoe. Okay, I need you to not keep opening the door okay? Okay. I'd like to say can I have makeup on? Sure. <laughs> what is that part?
1: girl after her own heart?
0: Well speaking of makeup that kind of goes into. It does. What we're going to talk about. What are you talking about today? Gillian?
1: Vintage everything, yes, but especially clothing and makeup.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to talk about that because that has been a part of our lives and who we are in the most authentic way. Mm -hmm. The word authentic again, (laughs) yeah. Um, and we've always showed our vintage stuff like on our videos, and we never really sat down and talked about why we like it, how it makes us feel, or where we shop, Mm -hmm. what our makeup. You know, looks like and all of the.
1: Wow, my kids don't have a college fund. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I like that. You spend it on makeup? Is yeah, that the one? Or vintage clothes more? And, and earrings, an- antique jewelry, that's another thing. It fills our spirits. And housewares, Pyrex, bowls. Yes. I'm telling you. <sighs> okay, so where should we start on that list? <laughs> I
1: don't know. What was the first thing that you remember having, like, oh. as a vintage or antique item?
0: Okay, so my whole life like I've loved antiques and I loved anything with a story and Mm -hmm. with a history something that was unique and like I can say oh so and so touched this thing like it was so special to me so I loved if my grandma gave me something of hers or Mm -hmm. her mother's and one of the things that really started off my love for antique jewelry and clothing was this set of rhinestones that were my great-grandmother's so my grandma Beverly's Mother. The same okay. one who with the teacups. OK. Mabel. Yeah. And I love that name, by I the way. I do, too. Mabel. And she had one is a necklace that's shaped like a Peter Pan collar, oh, and then pretty. there's some clip-on earrings that are shaped like stars. Hi, Jonah. Ready. OK, I need you guys to stop opening the door now so we can finish this before I get Micah. You guys want to practice piano and show okay. GGM okay. Papa? Quiet for us. Uh, I wanted to uh, go on to switch. No. Cause you have homework, remember? Mm-hmm. You didn't get to I do it yesterday. Do Wednesday. Yes, I know. I gotta do Wednesday Tuesday, and Thursday. And Thursday. Oh man.
1: So much. Maybe get started. Get okay. some of that out of the way.
0: It's on the table. Mm-hmm. All right, now, you need to close the door because we need to finish this, okay? Mm-hmm. Life. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, clip-on earrings, the necklace, and then a bracelet, and. I remember even as a kid I wore the the, the rhinestones mm-hmm. and then the first pageant I did Yes. <laughs> the pageantry. yes. Uh-huh. my miss teen Moore park days I mm-hmm. wore them for good luck and I won oh, that's I wore sweet. them to my homecoming dance the theme was old hollywood oh,
1: That's perfect
0: yeah and I wore them I forget now, but they've just been a part of my life forever. And I just remember always looking back at the pictures of my grandmother and her mom and always being like, I wish we could dress like that. Yes. And I I had some items that were like that. Like I remember in high school I had an off-the-shoulder swing dress, and it was my favorite thing to wear, but I didn't wear it on everyday occasions. It was fancy to me.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I was in... um, I was in a musical, I played Reno Sweeney in Anything Goes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the costumes, you know, it was like 1930s, 1940s, mm-hmm. and they were amazing. And what our school would do to advertise for uh-huh. the play, we would come dressed in costume for a few days before the show, oh, okay. and people would be like, why are you dressed like that? And we'd say, well, because we're yes. in Anything Goes, you should come see the show. Yeah. And I remember when I wore that stuff to school, I felt so much like myself and i was like i wish i could dress like this all the time but yeah. i never i never thought people did yeah and then when hazel was was sick it was right before actually hazel got sick like after i had jonah i was kind of figuring out who i was mm-hmm. as a mama four you know and i was like going online looking up vintage clothes and i found this whole online community of people who dress in vintage style and I thought, Oh my gosh, like I didn't know this existed and there were hundreds and hundreds of them. And I remember staying up till three in the morning, (sighs) crying my eyes out, and I I sent an email to one of the bloggers and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like I found you. I found you guys. (laughs) I was like, I don't even know where to start. How do I change my (sighs) wardrobe? And what do I do for winter? I don't even know. Like I should be wearing jeans and a sweater in winter. So how do you wear a dress in winter? You know? So my mom and I, like a week or two later, went to um, North Hollywood uh, uh-huh. in Magnolia Park, where Unique Vintage yep. is, uh, Pin Up Girl, although that's not there anymore, and a bunch of vintage clothing stores, and we just had like a whole shopping day, yeah. and we got, you know, several outfits and petticoats and belts, Fun. and I just, I remember it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so amazing, and then, I, you know, everything's kind of grown, and and I just appreciate especially when it's real vintage, you know, Mm -hmm. the story behind it and like vintage earrings and matching. And I don't know, I just feel, I feel like me. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of been a lifelong love. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until now in my 30s, where I felt really secure in myself, that I was like, this is, I'm fine with doing this. Yeah. And wearing fun hats. And yeah, I don't know, doing the makeup with the red lipstick. And I don't know, it's, it's been a growing experience. But One that I'm so thankful I did. Yeah. What about you? How did it start for you?
1: I can't remember a time when I didn't have vintage items of mostly my grandmothers or great-grandmothers. And I was lucky that my grandmother and my mom had kept some uh, vintage items. And I used to, same thing, dress up in them a lot. Uh, My grandma, she loved vintage things she had so many um like just rhinestone earrings and all of that so I think when I really started wearing them most I did when I was a kid a couple times and the kids made fun of me and that was very mean yeah so um I remember once my grandmother on my dad's side passed away. Mm -hmm. I got a few um, pieces of jewelry and handkerchiefs and things like that of hers.
0: You got me into handkerchiefs. I love handkerchiefs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I started, um, I took one to, one rhinestone necklace to be repaired and wore it. Luis and I went somewhere that we were dressed up for and I wore that and I have a cameo of hers and Mm. I just have always worn them.
0: Yeah. yeah. And what about with your housewares? Because for me, I've never really been that aware of a lot of the antique housewares until recent years. Although I always loved antique pieces growing uh-huh. up. I just didn't, I didn't understand it. Yeah. But I knew that I loved old homes and I loved um, period furniture and I, I loved the story behind things and the restoration of old things. and And I love, like, like the Pyrex bowls, yeah. like you were talking about, or in my antique desk, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things I just, I love, there's so, there's so much thought put in the design and so much artistry, right. and I just didn't really understand it and why I liked it so much until these last few years, and now, like, my appreciation of it has just grown, Yeah. but, but my house wasn't always decorated with it,
1: Right. you know,
0: and, and even now it's not that decorated, because Aaron's not as into it, but my mm-hmm. office is where I really let it go let it come all out. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Has it always been a part of your decorating style?
1: Even growing up, we had antiques and I have some of them in my house now. Like my dad and my mom had a a antique pie safe Mm. where it has the punch tin. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like a huge, um, solid, I think it's walnut piece. That's almost like a pantry but a piece of furniture yeah and then it has all the tin stamped in so the flies couldn't get into
0: your pies yeah oh my gosh uh-huh. I love that yeah I love
1: so that I've always tended to gravitate towards antiques or vintage
0: and what about Luis does he allow it like or does well, he tolerate it or does so he actually like it too or joke
1: that like one time a friend said to me about my um spode wedding dishes that we use all the time. Um, she had said my husband would never let me have these. Mm. And I said your husband would be really hungry if he lived here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. I like
1: that. I mean, Luis has opinions. He's actually pretty darn opinionated on things, but he also realizes that it brings me joy and most of the things that I have are are from a family member. Yeah. So I think he's started to appreciate it a lot more
0: yeah yeah Aaron I mean it's not that he definitely like definitely doesn't like it or unappreciates it because he does his just his aesthetic is Uh a little bit different than mine yeah but there are certain things throughout our house that it's like I have the pyrex bowls Uh displayed in our kitchen or we have um, an antique dresser in our bedroom Mm -hmm. that was our first piece of furniture we bought together actually yeah and and he sees he sees the artistry in it just as much as I do and and he sees why I appreciate, like, the story and the mm-hmm. history and what it's seen, right. you know, and that, like, something like that is timeless and can last long after somebody's gone, And right. but it's still proof that they existed, you yeah. know, and it's, I don't know, there's just something really special about that. So we have, like, kind of a mixture in our house, and, and I appreciate that we've blended styles mm-hmm. and... I, if if I were living alone, though, probably would be more <laughs> more y yeah. stuff. But um, but he actually it's funny because when I first started dressing vintage, uh-huh. he was kind of like, oh, that's a little far, you know. <laughs> like the some of the things he loved right yeah. off the bat. But then I, I remember I bought this 1940s suit, uh-huh. and I it was the favorite thing that I bought that trip with my mom, mm. and I tried it on. And he was like, that's 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 a real 1940s outfit that's okay funny. and mm-hmm. but now he's like i absolutely love how you dress and yeah. it, like he finds it so beautiful and feminine and attractive and also so me mm-hmm. and i think that's why he loves it so much as he's going like that's the ultimate expression of who you are on the inside coming yeah. to the outside and he's like i just love it yeah <laughs> so yeah. i don't know i just i'm really thankful that like even though we have different tastes and aesthetics like it's We learn to appreciate one another's um, aesthetics, and I think that's really cool. That is great. What about you with with dressing vintage? Has that kind of always been?
1: I've always, I mean, a lot of the times people don't even know that it was a vintage item. Yeah. Um, I know that when I was dating Luis and we would go to special events, I always had one of my grandmother's antique Uh, handbags. Yeah. Or um, a shawl. I have lots of shawls that were hand embroidered and everything. Yeah. um, So I think I've just always incorporated pieces. But then I got really sad when I grew up and couldn't fit into a lot of the, Mm -hmm. you know, the actual clothing. So I started just trying to find vintage looking items. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I know.
0: I'm really thankful that It doesn't always have to be an authentic vintage piece to feel, to feel good wearing it Mm -hmm. because now there's so many reproduction companies that, that do dresses like the one you're wearing right now, which I think Amazon,
1: Amazon, isn't that amazing? So many Amazon. I know.
0: And like that there's all of this stuff out there that you can kind of marry stuff from today from stuff from before and it just kind of becomes your own thing. Like you're really good. At meshing the modern Mm -hmm. and the vintage, especially like when you put your jean jacket on and and your jeans and stuff. I'm not as good with that, but but I really admire that in you. And I think that even within the vintage dressing community, there's still so much... fun to be had and differences to be had between everybody. So that's been really unique for me to see, too. It's not all just cookie cutter. Everyone's wearing 1950s style dresses with petticoats. It's it's all different.
1: Different eras and different... Even if it's uh, the same era, there's so many different styles of clothing. If you're living in Kansas, it might have been a little different than if you were living in Hollywood or New York.
0: Yes. So all
1: of that has been really fun to go through and figure out why some of the styles were the way they were? Yeah, yeah. Um, the war obviously had a huge uh, impact on yeah. women and what they could and couldn't wear, or what they fabric was, you know, scarce. available. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I
0: think what's neat, like, there's like a bunch of different communities within the vintage community Uh because you have the kind of more rockabilly, um, like a lot of tattoos and, and cigarette pants Uh and, you know, the hair with the big victory rolls and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, bomber jackets. Uh I love, I have a bomber jacket, but it's a little small, but I love it anyway. (laughs) But then there's also like, there's some that dress more like Victorian and Edwardian. Uh You have steampunk, you have, you know, you have kind of 1950s uh, skirts with petticoats. You've got high-waisted pants. Like, it's really cool to to see all the differences, and and it's just, there's so much creativity in it. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I love it so much.
1: I think for us as moms also, you know, we don't get a whole lot of opportunity to express ourselves throughout the day when we're Mm -hmm. momming. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really fun to put on something vintage, and the kids now love it, too. Same, They ask about, oh, was that your grandma's, or, you know, and that part has really been fun.
0: Yes, they... It was so sweet. Well, they all love petticoats, first mm-hmm. of all. They always, like, get up under my dress mm-hmm. when they were little yep. and, like, play with the petticoat. Yeah. But one time Elizabeth told me, she was like, Mom, I love how you dress. And I said, Oh, really? She said, "Cat, so beautiful. She said, One time at school when I was in, like, second grade, you came to visit, and all my friends said, Is she a queen? Oh, cute. <laughs> And I was like, That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Like, all the kids just really liked the the fanciness yeah. of it all and I don't know there's just something to be said about projecting yourself in a creative way whether it is through fashion or whether it is through you know makeup or hair or mm-hmm. something entirely different that has nothing to do with your outward appearance but right it came out in this way for us and even children are recognizing the way it makes me feel Mm -hmm, you know and I just thought that was really cool yeah and they definitely have appreciation for antiques and stuff because whenever I take them into an antique store they love looking around Mm -hmm. I think they love especially looking at like like old telephones right you know things that are useful around the house that they're Uh like oh this is what they used to do you know they love the history I think
1: and I've always kept my grandmother's um, Like baking tools or like the egg beaters with the red paint. I've always kept all of those because I just, I love that she used them. Yes. And used them in the way that like the women in my family really. And the men too, but yes. the women really did. That was their love language. Yes. So I love being able to pull stuff out and use Be what like, my grandma used. Oh, they used. loved
0: with this thing. Uh huh. Now I get to love with exactly. this thing. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that's how I feel with the teacups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they were actually used. Yes. That something somebody just bought me a gift, a dear friend of mine. She was in England, and she was in an antique store, and she bought this teacup from a company. There was this. Um, there's this ceramic company or china company called hammersley china in england and it's related to my husband's side of the family like generations back yeah and she brought it back to me and it's so beautiful and it has a tea stain at the bottom of of the cup and it's from like the 1930s or 1940s and normally like people would see that and be like oh gross you know but i saw it and i'm like look like this was used it was touched by a human being that lived on this earth and had a soul and had a life, and love, and it just, I don't know, there was something so, so special about it, and the more I, tr- like, the more I explore this world, the more I just, I love it. I yeah. love it so much, and I always just feel so good when I'm wearing a good dress mm-hmm. or, you know, a cute outfit. I don't exactly. know what it does to me mentally, but something really good.
1: Yeah. Well, it makes it, like, it brightens the kids' moods most of the time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know. It just. It's feels happy. Yeah. I also have a teacup collection because my grandmother, I think I talked about this, um, when my, she was a single mom, and when my dad and um, his siblings, um, she worked all the time Mm -hmm. and she always, always set a fancy table, at least when I was there. I'm sure she did it growing up also. Um and so what they would do each of the siblings would put their money together and they would get her a teacup Aww. for every occasion her birthday or mother's day or whatever. That's so sweet. So she had this huge collection of teacups and all of them were different. None of them were the same. Yeah. So that really started my teacup collection. I was going to say, so
0: collection runs in your family. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have a couple other collections.
1: Here. I have a collection of everything. Salt and pepper shakers. Salt and
0: pepper shakers. Yes. yeah. And milk glass. And milk glass. When when did that one start?
1: Mm, I think the milk glass started around my wedding. I oh. had a couple pieces and I always loved them. And then I started picking them up at thrift stores um, mm-hmm. for the tables at yeah. the reception. Aww. So, yeah, that's how I got the majority of my milk glass yeah. collection. Yeah. And you're started. so good
0: at displaying all your little collections too, and I think they're so cute. How you have, especially in your kitchen with the milk glass. I, I just love, love that so much. Looking at it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And using it. That's yes. the thing is I for a while there I didn't have enough room to display all of my stuff, so it was just packed away in the garage. Yeah. And that just it didn't it wasn't the same. Yeah. Didn't feel the same at all.
0: Yeah, and like you said you use it. Mhm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So what what would you say is your favorite your favorite thing to collect? I don't know. Like I'm, handkerchiefs, I'm hats. Such a <laughs> you are you're, you are a, you are on borderline. I am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I don't think it would be handkerchiefs or hats. I do love me some jewelry. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, that was my next my next Thing was talking about antique jewelry. Yeah,
1: I think that's probably where it would be
0: Yeah, cause I if know, I had to pick a favorite. Yeah, because I know we've gone on several field trips and mm-hmm. we'll even pop into pawn shops and admire the antique jewelry. And yeah. It's just, again, it's like the artistry involved and somebody handmade this thing and it's seen so much and yeah. been on so many fingers or ears or whatever and it's just, I don't know. And so delicate. I love how delicate it used to be.
1: Every once in a while. And detailed. Detailed. Detailing is amazing.
0: Especially the filigree on rings. Oh, my gosh. I love that. The metal And I
1: like it when it's worn, too. Yes. I like that. Um, Every once in a while, I'll go on to Etsy or one of the vintage sites, and I'll just scroll through all of the old wedding bands just to read the inscriptions and the years and dates.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite piece that you have?
1: um I mean that's hard one because it's really hard
0: (laughs) I love um
1: my engagement ring that Luis gave me I had a promise ring and then I had a pawn shop engagement ring and then the real vintage one (laughs) that he got me is probably my very favorite but it's not my favorite to wear yeah because it it's It has a high profile, so Um. I knock it all on everything or hit a kid in the head. So (laughs) I do really also love the little one that he got me with the diamond and the blue sapphires Oh, I love that ring, too. Yeah.
0: You know, with the one, your engagement ring, you could wear it on a chain.
1: I did that for a long time because um, after I had one of the babies, either Grayson or Violet, my hands were just so swollen. Yeah. So I wore it on a chain for a long time. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Well, I... I think for me, it's so that's it's a hard one because I love like my grandma's, my great grandma's stuff, and I love like all the old costumey Mm -hmm. rhinestone earrings, like the one I'm wearing today. But I, I think the other part about antique jewelry is, the story that happens when you find it. Yeah. That makes it also so special. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time, um, the this one ring that I got. It's one of my favorite rings. It's from, like, the 1910s. Neat. And it was when Aaron and I went to Paris together. Mm-hmm. And I we were like, what what should we get for our souvenirs to remember? And I couldn't, for the life of me, think of what I wanted. I thought yeah. maybe a dress or something because it's Paris. I mean, come yeah. on. But everywhere we went, it was, like, Chanel and Gucci. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can't afford one of those dresses. Mm-hmm. And it's not my style anyway, so it's okay. And we were walking around the uh, La Marais district and... I saw this window display and had very old antique pieces of jewelry and it was stuff from like 1500s, 1600s 1700s 1800s and but it was closed and I was like oh Aww. bummer but I was like this is I'm like Aaron look at that necklace that is like that is so me so me this is what I want this is not this necklace in particular right, right. but I think if we could get an antique piece of jewelry while we're in Paris it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So we went and we had brunch and, and we started walking around again in the neighborhood. And we I was like, I don't know if we'll ever find that shop again. Because it was like in an alleyway, yeah. you know, in in a maze of Paris streets. But on our way back to the apartment we were staying in, we walked right past it again.
1: Oh, neat.
0: And the lights were on. And I said, oh my gosh, can we at least go inside, you know? Yeah. So we walk inside and it's the, the shop is probably as big as this office. Okay. And there was a cute little dog sitting on a chair and then this short like probably 50-year-old french lady comes out so elegant you know yeah. and spoke zero english
1: oh even better even
0: better i mean a l- i mean a little yeah but not enough to communicate and yeah. so I was admiring everything and we got our phones out and had Google Translate uh-huh. and I would say something into Google Translate and then it would translate to her yes. and then she'd know exactly what I was saying yes. and so I, I asked to see a few pieces and she would bring like the necklace from the 1700s down and it was like $2,000, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, do you have anything in the hundreds range? Mm-hmm. And she understood and, and oh and the dog, Lulu was her oh, name, cute. I just remembered, so cute. So she came out with these these small rings. Yeah. And she told me about them and one was from the nineteen tens and I put it on my finger and it fit perfectly. And I was like, That's the one and Aaron was like, Yeah, for sure and we bought it and it was just like this magical Paris antique like moment and it just I look at it and it it just reminds me of a time that I had joy, pure joy for even a moment. Right. And I feel like most antique and vintage things do that for me. Mm-hmm. I remember where I got this dress, you know. Right. I remember when I got these earrings and this yeah. hat. And, and I don't know. It's just, it just makes me feel so good. And yeah. those are the things that I, I want to hang on to. And, and, and the other part, especially when Hazel was in treatment, was like, life is so, so short. Why not enjoy the things you love? Yes. Why not dress the way you feel the best? Even if it was a sweatshirt And sweatpants, if I felt the best in that, why not? Who cares what anybody else thinks?
1: Maybe if they were your grandmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or your great-grandmas. Right, yes. But I mean, I I think we care so much about fitting in
1: Mm -hmm. what other people think.
0: Yeah. And I remember in the beginning, it was always like, you going somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. why why are you all dressed up? And I would get kind of annoyed. Mm -hmm. But now it's going, no, I just dress like this. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, really? And then I go, yeah. And that makes me feel really good. And they're like, that's awesome. And it's always a positive response. But when I was shy about it, no, no, I'm not going anywhere, you know, I, then it would always be kind of met with this negative energy. But yeah. now it's like, people tag me on Facebook, I'm sure with you too, they tag me on Facebook, oh, these dresses look just like you, Yeah. you know, or I don't know, it's just, it's so cool. And it's just another way to like creatively express myself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I do love the part um, because I, you know, drive a gas uh car and <laughs> yes. eat out of plastic containers sometimes that like the whole reusing part is really neat, too. Yeah, that too, is a really cool part we're of it, too. not creating as much waste. Yes. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always shopped, shopped at thrift stores, uh-huh. too, growing up. Yeah. Because I, I loved that also. Yeah. But I never, like, looked for this particular style. Yeah. You know? But now I feel like I've kind of figured some stuff out. And now I can go to a thrift store and be like, this would work or this wouldn't work. Or I can right. even go to Target and say, this would work. And, yeah, exactly. In my, my wardrobe. and. Yep. I don't know, but I just, I'm thankful I found it. Yeah. Because I feel more like me than Mm -hmm. I ever did.
1: I feel connected to the women before me. Yes. When I wear the items or if I use a teacup or whatever, like it's a little part of them living on.
0: I know. Yeah. And that's really, that's really special. Yeah. And I think I feel that way about Hazel too. There's some things that she has and and like I use and... Mm -hmm. There's just something really nice about it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Mm. I don't want to start crying again. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think
1: we should make this vintage one a, a little series. Yeah. Perhaps.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I know. And I I want to hear from ev- everybody else, like, if they like vintage and what their favorite things are. And, and maybe they have something they'd want to share on our Facebook page yeah. about, like, a story or... I don't know, I just think it's a fun way to connect to people.
1: hmm exactly.
0: Well, on that note, um, mm-hmm. do you want to share your four grits and or giggle, your four grits and giggles?
1: <laughs> my four grits and giggles. Your grit and
0: giggle for
1: the um, week? I think that my giggle was, it was really a, just a silly giggle, um, but I've been trying to get Violet's correct math book since school started, And my dear, dear friend is now the curriculum advisor, and I love her. And so it's me, you know, on, like, the second day of school at drop-off, totally not going through the right channels, Mm -hmm. just like, I need this book. And she says, oh, okay, I'll get it. And then she comes out with it, and it's not the right one. But we realize it, so I don't take it. And then Harrison comes home with a book the other day, and he's like, oh, here's this math book that you needed. And I was like no i i need 2b two 2b two is what i need <laughs> not 1a and not 1b and this is not it though harrison and he goes mom you've got to be kidding me <laughs> uh, uh, uh. but it just started this little line of like cheesy jokes, jokes yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be or not to exactly be <laughs> it went on for hours
0: oh i love it so,
1: i love that they're starting to do things like that yeah and, puns yes puns and just genuinely want to hang out
0: yeah. you know and talk yeah, it's such a different it's dynamic it really is yeah i've noticed yeah. that with micah too and it's I really I enjoy it I do too yeah yeah I mean that comes with some hard things too. but Uh what about your grit the stuff with pearl
1: uh yeah pearl white boxer pearl she's got a little spot on her eye that I'm worried is cancer because um, white dogs uh, tend to have issues on any part of them that's pink Mm -hmm. Um, so And putting sunscreen on a boxer's eyes is, you know, not the easiest thing in the world. Not to mention that all the other dogs just look it off. So I'm a little worried. I've had a feeling that she was going to go quick once she became an old lady. Yeah. And she's kind of showing signs of that. Mm. So...
0: That's well, we also keep us posted because yeah. I know you haven't had a chance to get her to the doctor yet. Right. And you're also kind of wanting to deny it for a little yes, while. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am
1: living in denial. As long as she doesn't hurt, I'm living in denial for just a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've mm-hmm. had a a tough summer, so I think that's yeah. you're well within your rights there. Thank like you. Like you said, as long as she's not hurting. Mm-hmm. And she's not, right? It doesn't seem she's to bother her.
1: I mean, she's slowing down, like, Physically, the rest of her body. Louise had to carry her home from their hike twice now.
0: Aww.
1: Yeah, um, but she's not hurting unless we try to take her on a hike or unless she overdoes it. Yeah, so yeah. The eye isn't hurting.
0: She's such a sweet doggy. She really is. And I love that dog.
1: What's your grit and giggle?
0: Oh man, um, my grit. I mean, there's, there's always the hazel stuff, but yeah. homework. Oh <sighs> I hate it, the yeah. kids hate it. I hate that there's four different kids with four different types yeah. of homework that I have to make sure are getting done and if I don't, then it falls by the wayside and then people get behind and Micah's missing assignments already and it's like all these these things and I'm like, Erin and I were talking about it this weekend. I feel like I have the capacity for the bare minimum I have the capacity for the important things. Yeah, everything else it's like a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. If it can get done, and homework, I feel like should fall in the crapshoot, com- uh, you know, column. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the schools don't think that way. Right. And it's if my kids aren't doing their homework, then their grades suffer. And I just wish we did away with it altogether, yeah. but. I think just managing that's been a challenge for me. And Mm -hmm. my brain is like ping-ponging all the time. Thank you, Kelly Taggart, for that term. She Mm -hmm. told me that this weekend. She feels like her brain brain is always ping-ponging. And I thought, that's perfect. Because I'm going between 5-year-old and 10-year-old and 6-year-old and 12-year-old, almost 13-year-old. And it's like they all need different things. And their homework requires different things for me. And I have to switch gears all the time. And I'm just, ugh, I'm so tired of it. So that's been very stressful, but... In the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. I'm thankful I have children yes. to do homework. So, yeah, you know,
1: can I change my grit? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the teachers walks up to me at pickup, and he's talking to me. You know, um, so have you turned in those personalized learning plans? And I'm like, no, but I don't have to do that for the online classes, right? And he's like, oh no, no. Is Grayson doing what? What is Grayson doing? And I'm like, yeah. I can't remember, you know, this, and he's like, and I'm starting to wonder, why is Harrison's teacher caring about Grayson's work, right? And it suddenly hit me, this is not Harrison's teacher, (laughs) this is Grayson's teacher, that's why he's so interested in Grayson. And so I, I finally just had to admit, I'm so sorry, my brain is very scattered, I have no idea who is who yet. And I mean, this is a teacher that I've known. So, yes, like, yes. yeah. So I just had to tell him, you know, I I will try to work on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. Yeah. I know. And they have so much on their plates that I always yeah. feel bad being that parent that's making it harder for them. I know. That they have to follow up with me. Yeah. Oh well. well
1: I'm sorry. There teachers. are worse things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we've seen them.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Um, my giggle. I think was a story, you were here, was a story my grandma was sharing with us before. How did it go? Oh my gosh.
1: We were taking pictures because your grandma and I both okay. showed up in leopard print. Mine pants. were pants, hers was a shirt. Sure.
0: That's what it was. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to take a photo of you and I said, Grandma, you point to uh, Gillian's pants and Gillian, you point to uh, my grandma's shirt. And when my grandma pointed to you, it was She pointed to your nether regions Uh and I said, Grandma, you're pointing at her vagina. Uh Excuse the word if you're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm not. That's what it's called. Yep. Um, And she goes, you know, she laughs and she goes, speaking of vaginas, (laughs) and she went on this whole thing about how when somebody else experiences pain... She gets a pain in her vagina. I'm
1: glad that you're telling the world. <laughs> Sorry, this, Grandma. Too. Uh-huh.
0: Or she gets a... Okay, fine. She like gets a, a pain she, in her nether region. She, she has some sort of feeling. Yes. And she was out to lunch uh, with a friend, and they somehow brought that up, and Grandma's like, you have that too? am I the, I thought I was the only one, and then she started to look online, and I guess it's a phenomenon that there are women out there that when somebody else experiences physical pain, they get a pain in that area.
1: Uh-huh. And she said specifically like blood and guts type of thing. That, yes, that uh-huh. type of
0: pain, and, and she said she never thought, she thought she was alone in this, uh-huh. and we started talking about maybe it's like, um, you know, a nurturing instinct uh-huh. or something, and and it's like our you know, our womanhood crying right, out uh, right. to care for somebody else. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but I thought that was so funny. And especially when she's like, speaking of vagina. Right. Culture. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, someone's note. at the door. Yes. <laughs> Who is it? Anybody? Okay. I'm not done yet, but we're almost done. Okay. okay. Guess... Is Micah here yet? No. Okay. Did Grandma go to get him? No. She's still here? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, close okay. the door. Did
1: we leave Mike at school again? No, I
0: have to go get him because okay. we have piano. But, Jonah, okay. I need you to close the door so we can wrap up. We're just about done. Okay. Please so close the door. Okay, please close the door, and then we'll talk after.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of vagina Speaking of vaginas.
0: <laughs> I was literally, like, oh, trying to hold it together so bad. And
1: the funny part, too, was that when when you told me to point at her shirt, I pointed, and it was directly at her boob. Oh. So I
0: had to move my hand up,
1: and then you said that, Grandma, you're, uh, you're pointing okay, directly we're gonna there. To,
0: we're going to have to p- post that picture, too. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was my giggle, and usually it comes with you, so I love that. Um, so yeah, all things vintage. Maybe we'll talk more about it in another I'm episode I'm glad too.
1: that my vagina could cause you to be happy and
0: humored <laughs> today. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. believe people are going to hear us say this. <laughs> it was like that one video where we said our most embarrassing things and I really went, went yeah. for it. Don't yeah. ever watch yeah. it Lauren because you're going to die. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Anyway, oh, all okay. right, well this was fun. This was fun. Hope fun. everybody else enjoys our vintage talk. Yes. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. I have lipstick on my teeth?
1: A uh, teeny tiny. Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, good. Okay, Kay. I'm good.
1: So nobody sees your lipstick on our
0: podcast. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that matters. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh.